And look who's coming up. All righty. Uh, we have uh, the man that has all the answers uh, lined up to help you out. Ask Andy here on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Daily. Uh, make sure you're using that hashtag uh, on Twitter, on social media. Andy will be looking for it, and we will get to some of your questions here. As we go into uh, the Thursday nighter, and God help us if it's uh, as bad as last week's. I mean... I don't think it could possibly get any worse than last week's game as we bring in Andy McNamara, host of Ultimate Fantasy Football on uh, Sundays right here on our Ultimate Fantasy Sports uh, Twitch channel. And the Commanders and the Bears tonight, all while this bizarre story about Dan Schneider having dirt on Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell, like... The one thing I'll say is the NFL is never boring. Um, and here's a just a bizarre story. Like this, you know what this reminds me of? Is Dan Schneider got called out in class and he got in trouble. Yeah. And so now he's trying to get the other kids and the teacher in trouble. Like this is just like classroom playground stuff. Billionaires with their toys not getting along and there was a, a funny quote i heard today it was that dan snyder said well nfl owners all hate each other and then an anonymous owner said no nfl owners just hate dan snyder <laughs> <laughs> which seems likely he seems like a pretty crappy dude They're just you know he just, just seems like pretty unlikable you've had a whole bunch of stuff go on and he's clutching to that he's like you're not taking this franchise away from me damn it <sighs> And yeah, he's got files and all that. Like, let's be honest. Uh, Jerry Jones, uh, we already know some of the, the stuff or the accusations yeah. that he's been up to. Jerry's kind of borderline real life supervillain as well. So I'm sure that wouldn't be too hard to, uh, to find some dirt on uh, old Uncle Jerry. Yeah, like I just think people don't use dirt on Jerry Jones because it's Jerry Jones and he's so powerful in the NFL. Like, Makes you money. Yeah, Dan Schneider is basically doing every... He's going down fighting as much as possible. Obviously, he hasn't paid attention to what's happened in the NBA where franchises were taken away. I mean, th there's one good thing, like I, one good story about the Commanders, and that's Brian Robinson Jr. coming back. Everything yeah. else has been garbage tire fire about this organization, all the way back to RG3, to the name, to even before that. It's just terrible. Yeah, it, it's it's really bad. And the thing is, Jerry Jones makes the NFL a lot of money. You look at merchandise sales, which is a revenue share for across the league. Look at every every single year, that Cowboy star sells a lot. So the other NFL owners, I don't know if they like Jerry Jones or not, but I know they like the paycheck that comes in because of his brand. Um, I don't see too many people walking around with commander's shirts <laughs> or whatever outside of Washington, maybe even in Washington. I... You know, so it's like Dan Snyder, just just relax, okay? Just try not to ruin it for everybody else, I think is probably the message that the owners are saying. And this is probably just a scare tactic to say, hey, leave me alone. Yeah. Change the name. Leave me alone now. You know, they even that first week, they had Washington State on the background of those mugs they were giving out instead of where they are in Washington. Like, they can't get anything right. No, so. Terrible. 
Uh, it is terrible. Okay, here's my start sits for tonight. There's not a lot of starts like last week. Um, I did throw a couple of flex options in there, but uh, what do you think? Would you uh, start some of these guys that I'm sitting and sit some that I'm starting? You know what? This is, a, uh, I think, Dean, a perfect reflection of Thursday night football. There is a lot of sits here. There's a lot of sits. <laughs> There's a lot of please. Here's the thing. To eclipse the gong show that was last week's horrendously boring and just just terrible game, you need one touchdown. One. One. There was zero touchdowns last week. One. For, like, since the forward pass became a thing, Dean, okay? There's usually been touchdowns in, in non-weather games. This wasn't an extreme weather game or anything. Good point. Uh, if I'm looking at this, you know what? I'd actually play Carson Wentz because <laughs> three times – he has gotten you over 22 fantasy points. Last week, 29 fantasy points. Now, okay. he could, now look, you can very easily have a dud today. <laughs> very, very easily. Because the games he wasn't getting you over 22 fantasy points, he was getting you eight fantasy points. Right. So, you know, I want to also see the response from Carson Wentz when essentially his head coach, Ron Rivera, said that he's got a crappy quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> right? You see that? It's like, it's like uh, what's the problem? The quarterback. And he's like, oh, I didn't mean that. It's like, well, I don't Why'd really you know how else to interpret. Yeah. I don't to interpret, you know? So I would actually play Carson Wentz tonight, especially if you're doing like a DraftKings showdown head-to-head thing. Sure. And you have to pick these guys. Carson Wentz would be the guy. Um, Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson frightened me today and this week because of this. Brian Robinson, first great story like you said. But he was on a snap count last week. Mm-hmm. Or we're talking about a second game back on a short week. Is that snap count still going to be there for Brian Robinson? How, if it's increased, by how much? Now, Logan Thomas is out with an injury. So does that share get divvied up between the other two tight ends? And not like Logan Thomas was getting 12 uh, targets a game. right? You have Bates there, uh, and Turner's the other guy. So we have to start to think, okay, Robinson or Gibson – if I had to pick one to flex, I'd probably pick Gibson just because I kind of know he's going to be there. Um, long-term season-wise, I think Brian Robinson, they're going to give the ball to more and more. Dean, I just don't know today on a short week, game two, after that layoff, when you already were on a snap count, if he's going to be the guy. It's a really good point uh, because, you know, and in football, like Brian Robinson's going to start tonight. doesn't mean a whole lot. It's not like baseball where you're, you know, you're yeah, starting yeah. and then you come out, you Starting can't pitching. go back in. Uh, exactly. So uh, it is a good story, but you might bring up a good point. It might be a better story as as the season goes on, and he should be a guy that, you know, probably, probably uh, should be in your lineup. I am only starting one bear tonight, and, and that would be David Montgomery. Although Justin Fields, I think, can, can give you some points on the ground, I still think the only start is Montgomery. You know what's a real – Dean, this is a real line at DraftKings Sportsbook. This is a real line. Over, under – 0.5 passing touchdowns for Justin Fields tonight. 0.5. You he gets one passing touchdown, you win. Yeah. <laughs> like that that does not give me confidence that we're going to see a barn burner this evening, right? No. And air it out. But as soon as I saw that this morning, I thought, oh man, are we going to be in for something like we saw last week? I'm with you. I don't want Justin Fields on the field there. Montgomery's the guy to play. Cole Komet can't catch it. Not yeah. his fault. He's not getting the targets. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Khalil Herbert, as a desperation flex, 
I could see it. I wouldn't want to, but I could see it because he has had a consistent usage in some degree. But I'm with you. I, I, if you don't have to start him, don't. Darnell Mooney's done nothing. St. Brown's done nothing. Great name, though. It's David Montgomery. That's it. Like, I don't want any of the receivers. No. Not at all. For sure. Not, not, uh, not, not at all. Equiminius St. Brown has the best name, uh, certainly, of anybody in the NFL. It's but very that flow, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't get you on the field. Uh, so it's interesting you talk about the Justin Fields prop bet. Uh, the one I saw, 169 and a half passing yards. I mean, a quarterback should be able to throw for 170 yards, except there's been three games, I think, where he hasn't. So that's why that line. The the one I would take to cover is 42 and a half rushing yards. I think he, he Justin Fields gets more than that, and he has in his last three games. But that yeah. one touchdown and 170 yards, that's not a big bar to pass, and he might not pass it. No, it, like I'm with you on the rushing for sure. I think he, he can eclipse that. It's going to be a running game. And no, like the the thing is, the commander's strategy is going to try to make Justin Fields throw the football. Right. That's the strategy because he, he's not doing it well. So I think, yeah, that's going to be under. And the Bears are going to, if they're smart, are going to try to do everything possible to not have him throw the football very much. And so, yeah, I think you go under there over on the passing, over on the rushing yards. Where are you at dealing with that 0.5 passing touchdowns? Like, that's just so – that seems so ridiculous. You're like, of course there should be a passing touchdown. But there's been three <sighs> games where he has not thrown a passing touchdown. I would take the under. Like, I would take Boy. the under on that one because that's how little confidence yeah. I have in that offense. It's been terrible. Yeah. I, I, I Listen, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Like, it, it's not good. I think, yeah, uh, uh, Wentz could have a good one tonight. Yep. These Thursday night games are always weird on short weeks. They're always weird. We, yeah. we see – like last week, you played that game last week on a Sunday in a normal week. I would hope, maybe it's the optimist in me, but I would hope we would see a much better ball game nine times out of ten. So you yeah. have these weird things on short weeks. Carson Wentz, no injury designation going in, but he was dealing with a shoulder issue for most of the week. Mm-hmm. Something else to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, I think I have a, I'll, I'll get to. Whoops, I'll get to the injuries in a second. But let's get to some Ask Angie questions. Uh, Paul... This is, a, this is a bit of a – he's got a lot of choices here. He says, any of these guys a better option uh, than Jarvis Landry? Uh, he's got Zach Jones, uh, the other Jones, Martin – I think – no, what's the Jones from Jacksonville? Um, uh, Zay Jones. Oh, Zay Jones is from yeah, Jacksonville. Zay. There's two Jones from Jacksonville. Yeah, and Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, that's the guy, not Martin. Aguilar, Chase Claypool, Osborne, Slayton – People's Jones, uh, is he better off going with Landry? It's, well, here's the, here's the thing. So that whole Saints receiver core is incredibly banged up, yes. including Jarvis Landry. And since week one, it's not like Jarvis has been doing much anyway. He's been getting phased out. It's been Chris Olave, who's also injured. You know, so you have all that. Looking, they, if I had to pick just from that group, I'd go Zay Jones. He's been the most consistent as a number two to Christian Kirk. However... In my Tuesday video at AndyMC81 on Twitter, hashtag AskAndy, fantasy fo- or waiver wire meat on the bone, right? We we're looking at what's what to get. Alec Pierce is still owned in less than 30% of most redraft leagues for the Colts. And the reason, Dean, is you look at trends. You don't necessarily just look at the fantasy points overall. Look at how is he trending. Well, for Alec Pierce, what we're seeing is every single week, without fail so far, every single week, the targets have increased and the receiving yards have increased. What does that tell you? It means a veteran quarterback is getting more comfortable with his rookie wide receiver. So I would see if Alec Pierce is still on that waiver wire 
and uh, scoop him up instead. But if he's not, then, you know, I guess you go with Zay Jones. Well, so here's the injuries you were talking about. Look at Thomas and Olave. Uh, didn't practice yesterday. Uh, that's the scary thing. You're certainly watching it today, but it, it does bring up a good point. Uh, Keenan Allen could play on uh, Monday, uh, but you know when when guys are not practicing Wednesday and Thursday, then you get really concerned. Not just about if they're going to play, you know, but are they going to be effective enough to be uh, a starter in your lineup, or are you wasting a roster spot just because a guy's in the lineup doesn't mean he's going to be. He might only be sixty percent. Absolutely, and the other tricky part is like with the Keenan Allen situation. That's Monday night. So if you guess wrong yeah. and yes. he's out or severely limited or gets injured in game, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're out of luck. You could do maybe a last minute pivot to a Josh Palmer, but if you know, he's I would rather, if he's there, exactly, DeAndre Carter perhaps, but that's not exciting anybody. I would rather say plan your week, you know, around not having Keenan Allen there because he hasn't been there. Track it. We still have a couple days. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it starts trending upward nicely through Saturday or something. But uh, if he, if this status remains the same, I wouldn't trust Keenan Allen because he hasn't been playing. Yeah. Do you know what you should do? Do the Josh, do the Ruxin and go and pick up Josh Palmer so nobody else can have him. Remember, like, Ruxin yeah. would take all the defenses in the league. So uh, you can yes. do that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rob Gray says, ask Andy, Hawkinson on by, Disley or Everett? Was able to grab Eno off waivers. My running backs aren't good. Have to start one of Hunter Elliott. Rondé Moore is available. Uh, pick up and start over Kurt. Thanks as always. Hashtag Ask Andy. Well, so let's start with the um, uh, tight end situation. So yeah, Hawkinson on by. Um, Disley is the epitome of touchdown or bust. As in Dean, he'll get two catches, and if one of those catches is not a touchdown, that's it. You get nothing. You get enough. You get like three points. That's too risky. Everett has at least been, especially, and we talk again with uh, the, the surrounding pieces, right? So Everett, I feel, is somebody who has been like the tight end spot is such a hole outside of uh, Kelsey and Andrews and yeah. even Waller's been banged up that really you have to say, okay, what what tight end? Like you look at it, what tight end is at least a part of the offense? So you look at the Chargers again Monday, and let's look at what the I just want to look at his, um, yeah, the targets that, uh, that we were seeing. So pretty consistent. He had an outlier of 10, a bottom one of three, averaging five to six. So that's, you know, that five to six targets. That's okay, couple touchdowns. Everett has been a part of the offense. That's what you want to see, getting more than a couple targets, and the yardage has been okay. So I think you go with Everett. I mean, when you look at the tight end projections for this week, there's a massive drop-off after Mark Andrews. Oh, uh, Kelsey, man. 14. Mark Andrews, 13 and a half. Then nobody else is projected to get over 10. So, it, you know, oh. listen, if you can get 10 points out of your tight end this weekend, you're, you're going to be happy because not there's only two guys projected to get it. Hayden Hurst. Uh, I, think he had a, I think he was a little nicked up, but I think he should play. Oh, Hayden okay. Hurst, especially if T. Higgins doesn't play for the Bengals. Couple, last couple weeks, he's popped a little bit. Now, that could go away instantly. You have three fantastic wide receivers in Chase, Higgins, and Boyd, and then Hurst is that other guy. But we have seen it. So if you are in a desperation play and, and you got a guy on by or injured or whatever, you could go worse than Hayden Hurst. I, I would still have like an Everett above him, but if you're looking to stream somebody or in a pinch, Hurst has at least popped a little bit over the last couple weeks. 
You know, what's interesting about this tight end list here is when I throw up the uh, top projections for quarterbacks, you look at, you look Casey, Baltimore, Philly, Arizona, the Rams. And then you look at the quarterbacks, Casey, Baltimore, Philly, Arizona, only the Rams aren't there. Josh Allen is the one guy that doesn't have a tight end this year, but all these quarterbacks on this list, four out of the five, have a top tight end. And it's strange because tight ends are really inconsistent, but it is weird how the projections are going with tight ends and, you know, the quarterback that is going to get the big projections usually has a tight end, at least this week. Yeah, well, and and Dallas Goddard, I know his projection is under 10, but overall, he's been he's been solid. And it's a another case of where's the workload going to go in Philadelphia, undefeated Eagles, mm-hmm. with Jalen Hurts, who runs, you know, a couple games without a passing touchdown, but he's, he's still throwing the ball. You're still getting those fantasy points, just not getting those va- more valuable touchdowns. But you have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, and Jalen Hurts likes to run. And you can hand it off to those running backs. That's right. But Dallas Goddard isn't isn't the worst play either because he has been involved in that offense and does have a comfort level with the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts, like you said, likes to run. And a lot of times when you're scrambling, you're looking for the biggest target. And that's going to yeah. be... Uh, the tight end. the chains. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's bye weeks. This is when I think fantasy really starts because it's like after Labor Day in the CFL because now yeah, yeah. depth comes into it. And we'll see. Do you have your quarterback? Do you have an extra running back? Do you have those guys? This is what separates uh, fantasy, in my opinion. The the stretch here, you know, uh, you, you can start off 6-0 and and then fall apart during bye weeks because you don't have depth. That's right. You could be the fantasy version of the Arizona Cardinals team, right? Every year. Except the Arizona Cardinals forgot to get good at the start of the season. They just started bad. They started in their November form and forgot to get good. So this week, Lions, Titans, Raiders, Texans off. Even like the Texans, Damian Pierce has been popping. That's right. You don't have Pierce. The Raiders, Devonta Adams. Oh, Josh Josh Jacobs Jacobs. off too. Yep. Yep. Uh, Darren Waller even, even though he's been banged up. Titans, of course, Derrick Henry. And the Lions have been surprisingly <laughs> fantasy superstars. Yeah. No Amandra St. Brown, no DeAndre Swift, no Jamal Williams who stepped up, no TJ Hawkinson. You know, there's a lot of pieces missing. Indeed. Be an interesting one. Uh, you'll have Ultimate Fantasy Football 11 a.m. on Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. And everybody can make sure, especially with those bye weeks, that they know who is in and who is out. And they can join you right here on Twitch. There you go, brother. That's it. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week of games. I'm just looking at, like, Bill's Chiefs, yeah. 425 Eastern Prime. Oh, rematch of that so playoff classic. Let Eagles, Cowboys. David Cooper Rush, can he stay undefeated with Dak Prescott knocking on the door? Still that grip issue with the thumb mm-hmm. against the Eagles. And, you know, Broncos, Chargers, interdivision game. Uh, I'm interested in this one, not necessarily from the what we were hoping would have been a shootout factor at the start of the season. But how Russell Wilson responds after getting that shoulder procedure and just really having one of the worst games of his career. So it's going to be a great week. Indeed, indeed, man. Uh, We'll catch up with you Sunday morning. We'll be watching right here on Twitch. Thanks, my man. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. You bet. There's Andy McNamara. Ask Andy. Use that hashtag on social media. He will find you. And Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, he will be right here on Twitch to answer your fantasy questions.